Rabbi Sai, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kedush, Parshish Tetzave, Tavshin Pedalit, Erev Shabbos Kedush, Purim Cotton, on the 14th day of Adar Rishon, tomorrow will be Adar Shani, uh, tomorrow will be Tesvav, Adar Rishon, and we want to, first of all, to say that we want to be thankful to HaKadosh Baruch of all the Nisim and the flaws that he did for myself personally. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I'm feeling a lot better. I got a, 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 a doctor's uh, a report that uh, I could start going back to my full schedule. So we want to be very, very... Today is Purim Shani, is, is, is Purim Cotton, Purim Shani, <laughs> like Pesach Shani, Purim Cotton. And this uh, morning after davening, I went to the, to the local store to buy something, and there was a Talmud Chacham that was there, a friend of mine, and I said to him, Afrebuchen Purim Cotton, uh, good Purim Cotton. So he remarked back to me that the Nusuch that he heard to say is, is, uh, um, let's see what he said. Akleine Freilichen Purim. <laughs> you know, Jews always have to add on something. Akleine Freilichen Purim. That means it's a small amount of Freilichkeit. Akleine Freilichen Purim. Cotton, he said. That means it's not a, it's not a big not a big one. So I answered in the back with a little retort that on that we like to say, like we say by a bris milo, we say, we say, Zach Cotton, Gobble to you. So we want to say Zeh cotton, this Purim cotton should be Godel, which should be Zeichem Mitz Hashem, it should be great Mitz Hashem in a month time, and we'll be Zeichem to have the the big Yantif of Purim Adosheni. So then we'll be able to have complete, a complete, complete Simcha. But I was thinking today, as I was trying to think about what do I want to speak about, so for sure we want to speak about the parasha, and we want to get into the parasha, and we want to say some classic words, which we've said in the past, maybe to add on a few extra dimensions of them. But I thought to myself that especially in these days, where we recognize that these are not simple days, it's the Eist Tzara Yaakov, the Matzav is not easy here in Eretz Yisrael, with not only the war, which is continuous, but the Shvuyim and the terrorist attacks, which have which have happened, and the loss of life, and the families that are sitting by Velus, and the ones that are waiting to hear the news about their loved ones, and we're all davening, we're all praying for them. And at the same time, it comes a day like today, and all of a sudden, there's a halacha, a halacha which is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, and it reflects the, I think, really the, the methodology and the philosophy of a Yid, that no matter where he is, but a person always has to recognize that the Rav is with him. And if the Halacha says that I'm supposed to be Misameach, I'm supposed to be happy, so now's the time for a person to be happy. And it's really such a fascinating thing that the last Sif in Orachayim, Tafresh Tzadik Zion, it's one Sif, it's the Sif which describes the days that we're, we are holding in today. And I want to speak a little bit about it. I want to bring out different reflections and maybe to get us to have a little better understanding of how important it is 
for us to try to bring Simcha into our lives and to spread it out to others as well. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Tafresh Tzadik Zayin that the 14th and the 15th day of other Rishon, Shulchan Aruch says, you don't say Tachanun, and you don't say the Mizmar of Yamcha Hashem B'Yom Tzara, which is also a fascinating thing, that, that shows already that it has aspects of Simcha. It has aspects of, of joy, and therefore we can't speak it. We, we, we put aside the fact that there's Tzara's, and we don't ask for the Yamcha Hashem B'Yom Tzara, and it's also prohibited for a person to eulogize, and to make a tainus. But the other halachas of Purim, which we find that we don't keep. It means we don't have l'chayra. It says in the Shulchan Aruch, a person from the Shulchan Aruch, from the Beis Yosef, it's mashma. We don't keep the halachas. We definitely don't read Megillah. We don't give Matanus Levyanim. Okay, how about uh, a Suda? So the, the Ramah comes along. The Ramah says that there's an obligation for a person to be marbe b'mishteh. To have some sort of mishta of the first of the first month on the yud yud dalad of other region, and then he brings down. But the meaning is not like that. So it means that there is a chiyuv, but the meaning is not like that. And then he ends off ends off these words. These are the last words of the shulchan aruch. but nevertheless, yar besuda. Person should add on a little bit of suda. Kedei lotzes yidei in order to fulfill those that are more stringent. And he adds on with these words, V'tov leiv mishta tamid. It's good for the heart to have a mishta constantly. These are the last words of the Shulchan Aruch HaRachayim that the Ramah brings down. I saw some fascinating insights. Number one is, it, it, it echoes a little bit the first halacha in, that we find that the Ramah says in the beginning of HaRachayim. We go all the way back to the beginning of HaRachayim. In the, in the halachas of Ashkamas Babaykir, what is the first thing that the Shulchan Aruch, that the, that the Rabbah brings down? Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. should always place Hashem in front of your, in front of us, Tamid, constantly. So the word Tamid and Tamid is mentioned. And um, I was just thinking in, in the context of the Parsha also, we see the words of Tamid are also mentioned many, many times in the parsha. We're going to speak about at the end of Parsha's Tetzaveh, it's going to mention the concept of what? Of the carbon Tomit, right? That a person, it's the Indian of Tomit, Indian of a carbon Tomit. And uh, also in the Adlokas HaMenorah, in that locus of menorah, we also know that we 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 say kosilamor lahalus near tamid. There's a concept of tamid. We want to try to flesh out a little bit that tamid is not only the concept of I saw brought down. Doesn't just mean that uh, a person does it all the time. It's the con- it's the concept of continuity, because really uh, the mitzvah is to do it. Uh, the, the carbon the carbon tamid is done in the morning and the afternoon, so the tamid means con- con- continuity, doing it, doing things constantly. That's really an avoda that we want to have with us at all times. Now here's the Torah, the, the Shulchan Aruch is telling us concerning the halacha of the other region, Tavleiv Mishta Tamid. It's always good to have Mishta. It's always good to have a good heart. So I saw brought down 
that first of all, you're a Kiva Eger. And the Kiva Eger, the Kiva Eger says it, a fascinating thing. <laughs> Kiva Eger says that that the, that, that the Ramah says that you should keep uh, the meaning of, of having a Suda, a Mishta Tamid, uh, on the first uh, other. He says it's really hinted to in the Mishnah because the Mishnah says in Mesech the Megillah, Ein bein other Rishin, la other Shani, so it's a mashman that what? That there is a chiyah of being marbe mishta v'simcha. Because it only mentions that we differentiate between um, between the first other and the second other only concerning kriyas and megillah matanas v'yayim. But then if a person looks at the Gemara, and I'm not going to go into the, to, to the, the shakla v'tayr of the Gemara, but from the Gemara itself it seems that that's not an accurate uh, diuk. From the Gemara's, from the diuk of the Gemara it seems that Mishta and, and, and Simcha are not the are not the issue over here. So it comes along with Kivayi, and Kivayi says, he found such a beautiful, beautiful insight. There's a Gemara in Perak Chelek in Sanhedrin, Dav Kufam the Beis. There's a Pasuk that says, Kol Yemei Ani Roim. All the days of the Ani are, are bad, so to speak. And then the end of the Pasuk is, V'tayv Leiv Mishta Tamid. But the, the, the good heart, they, he always has a Mishnah. He's always having a constant Mishnah. The Gemara says, What's Koimei Ani Rayim? That's Bali Talmud, the people that learn Gemara. Rashi on the Gemara over there says, because Gemara is very, very difficult for a person really to comprehend. The Toiv Leiv Mishnah Talmud, Eilu Bali Mishnah. That's people that learn Mishnahis. Because Mishnahis are more concise, they're easier for a person to comprehend. So therefore, when a person, so the Pasuk, the Leiv Mishnah Talmud is going on Mishnahis, that that could be, that's what the Ramah says, that we should keep a, the meaning of having joy and having a mishta and having simcha and other reason. Why? Because since Taiv Leif Mishta Tamid, so the Deek of the Mishnah, and we follow Bali Mishnah, and the Deek of the Mishnah, we said, Ain Bain, that's coming to teach us a Remez, that a person should keep the union of Shtia and Mishta and other reason. I saw some fascinating things that the the, um, the Shari Tshuva already brings down. Shari Tshuva says that um, it says Toiv Leiv Mishnah Tamid. It could be it's a remez. It sounds like a Hasidic of art, but this is what he says: Leiv is Lebeis. It's coming to teach us that for both Lebeis, for both others, other Rishon and other Shani, a person should make sure. To, to have, to have Mishnah, and then he adds on that just like the, we know that on Chanukah there's an Indian of also Suffolk if a person should have a Suda, but we say that if a person says Shiras Zmiras Vesishbachas on the Sudas, then the Suda turns into what a Sudas Mitzvah. So that's what the pasuk is saying. Toiv Leiv Mishnah Tamid, if a person will will be besimcha, and he will say shira, he'll give praises to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then it turns itself into a, a, a sudas mitzvah. And for sure, the main thing is for a person to be marba b'tayra, for a person to learn the tayra. Rabbi Sibasi, fantastic Muslim over here. That it's such, a, such an important thing for a person to um, elevate himself and to look for joy, and to spread joy, and to feel the nisim v'niflos that the Rabbanu Shem is doing with us, 
And amongst all of the hardships and all the difficulties, but we recognize that the Rebbeinu Shalom, you know, I saw the statistic that even though we've had loss of life beyond our comprehension, but the amount of soldiers that have been taken from us in each one is a world of its own, and each one is a Kaddish, each one is in the highest places, but any of the modern-day army systems, they all say it's almost impossible to imagine how the Israeli army has suffered such a small amount of casualties in comparison to what major armies have had in such, in, in such difficult situations. So we recognize amongst all of the tsarists that we're having, but the Rabbi is, is is doing nisim v'neflos daily. So we have, to be, we have to give praises, we have to give songs, and we have to drink a l'chaim. So I hope and I pray that these words we should use as a catapult. Everyone should take out, if you're drinking schnapps, you're drinking wine, or you don't have to, just to, just to, 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 to give a little pray, phrase and praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should continue to watch over us. I saw brought down that the Archaim HaKadosh says in the beginning of the parasha, an amazing, amazing thing. On the Pesukim of Atatetzavet, is Bnei Yisrael, and I want to share it with you. He says, you should teach the Jewish people, Yikolech Hashem and Zayizoch, Kostis Lamor, Lahalos Ner Tomit. You should take the olive oil, it should be pure, it should be completely pressed, in order that it should be able to maintain itself, Lahalos Ner Tomit. Archaim brings down a few different shotim. What's the Va'atatatzavet? But he brings down a derech haremes based on the Zara Kaddish. The Zara Kaddish says that there's four Goliaths in Klai Yisrael. Each one, and he doesn't say exactly which four Goliaths we're talking about, but he does say there's four Goliaths. Each one, we were redeemed in the schus of one of the others. The first Goliaths, we were redeemed in the schus of Abba The second one, the schus of Yitzchak. The third, in the schus of Yaakov. And the fourth, which is the Goliaths that we are in. This is considered the fourth Goliaths. We are going to be redeemed in the schus of Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu is the Malamed Torah, the Kalal Yisrael. And this is what he's teaching us. He's teaching us that we have to be Lahalas Ner Tomid. The Ner represents the Ner of Torah. And as if we will be involved in Torah and Mitzvahs, then Moshe Rabbeinu will have the ability to redeem us. But he uses very, very sharp Lashonis. But for not Isaac and Torah mitzvahs, then Moshe does not have the ability to beguile us. He will not beguile Batlanim. And this is hinted to the Atta to Tzavah as B'nai Yisrael. Tzav is a lotion of Malchus. A Malchus is the, is the concept that there's a kingdom. The kingdom is what we want to bring upon us. And the Gemara says, Man Malchi Rabbanan, who are the true kings? The true kings are the Rabbanan, the ones that are being Isaac and Torah. But the Tanai is, the condition is, they have to be Isaac and Yisrael in Torah, just like it says in the Pasuk. Yet it has to be Shemen, which is Meir L'Oilam. It has to be pure oil. It has to be Zach, Zach without any Shmarim, without any impediments, without any things which love it clear. And you're not doing it for your own purpose, you're only doing it for the sake of a Kaddish Baruch I saw it brought down that... The Prophet Feinstein, when he gave a husband of his father, the reign of Rabbeinu of Moshe Zetzal, 
he brought down a similar concept. He says the, the, that he spoke about his father, his father being this dogma of the Ner Maravi, the Ner, which is the Semel for Torah and Ruchnius, the Ner, which is the Remez of the one that is a Manig Yisrael, like, like Moshe Rabbeinu is the Manig Yisrael. And each aspect, the Torah and the Manig, the one that leads Klai Yisrael and Torah, they have to have Shem and Zayizoch. What does that mean, Shem and Zayizoch? He explains that it means it has to be completely, completely filled with Emes, without any mixtures of Gashmius or any sort of personal involvement, completely, completely focused on what the Emes of the Torah is. And this he said of what his father was. His father was Zoch. His father was pure. His father was without Taruvis of the Eight Sahara, without any Gashmis, completely, completely involved with trying to teach the Torah. And he used to say over that his father would say, if a Yid says it's difficult to be a Yid, that's the worst thing. A Yid has to say, it's glicklich to be a Yid. I heard this from Rav Moshe myself. It's a great, great zchust. Like we say, Asher Bocha Bonamikolamim. And I heard this from Rav Moshe many, many times. Rav Moshe used to say that why is it that the first generation of American Jews, when they came from the old country, the first generation were religious, the second generation, they went off the derech. There were many, many factors, but Rav Moshe explained it in a certain fashion. He said the first generation, they had to come and they had to be Moshe Nefesh for Shabbos. But many of them, they came home on Friday afternoon and they were fired from their jobs and they would come sit down, they were despondent. And when they would sit at the table and say, oh, they would give a krechs, they would give a moan, they would say, oh, it's schwer Difficult to be a Jew. And therefore their children heard how difficult it is for them, for their parents to maintain their Judaism. They said, why do I want to have a difficult life? I'll go into the American dream and everything will be all right. But he said, if the Yidden would have said, when they would come on Friday, they'd say, ah, it's as I say, geschmack. it's so geschmack to be a Yid. And like we say today, it's geschmack to sein a Yid. It's so wonderful to be a Yid. Then that would be the message that their children would have heard, then the children wouldn't have gone off. Rabbi Isai, it's got to be Shem and Zayizoch, Kosis, Lamar, Lahalas, near Tomid. And when we speak about Lev Mishta Tomid, having the joy, recognizing the joy of the Torah. How will we be zeichet to go out of this fourth Goliath in the schus of those that are learning the Torah and keeping the Torah? And for sure, the chayalim that are fighting, they are doing a tremendous, tremendous tzitkis beyond our comprehension. But we also have to recognize that the Olamat Torah, the yeshivas, the Talmud and the Kodolim, the Talmud Chacham and the great people that are being Moshe Nefesh and are becoming, and are Lamar, they push themselves to the end in order for them to become involved with the Limadah Torah and the dissemination of Torah. That itself is the schus which Moshe Rabbeinu, the Raya Mehemna, was looking for in order to, to teach us and in order to take us out of the Golas. We always say over the the Balaturim, Balaturim says, Va'ata Tetzavez B'nei Yisrael. This parsha does not mention the name of Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, Va'ata Tetzavez, but it doesn't mention Moshe Rabbeinu. Why doesn't it mention Moshe Rabbeinu? Because the uh, Balaturim says that Moshe Rabbeinu said, by the Chet of the Eagle, Mecheni no Mesifrecha. Rabbeinu, if you don't 
um, if you're not Michael, the Jewish people, then you should remove me from your books. He was most in efforts for Kuala Yisrael. So even though it was on a condition, it was on a tanai that only for Kodesh Baruch was not going to be Michael them, and eventually Hakadosh Baruch was Michael them for the Chet So therefore, he shouldn't. They should, the punishment shouldn't have come. But the Gemara says, "Kill us, Chacham The curse of a of a of a Talmud Chacham, even if it's on a condition, then it comes. So the Baal Turim says the fulfillment of that klola that Moshe Rabbeinu gave was. In this week's parashat, his name is not mentioned. That's what means, I will remove him from the books. So the Vilna Gaon comes along, the Vilna Gaon says, even though Moshe uh, Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned uh, outright, but his name is embedded within the framework of the parasha. Because the parasha is 101 psukim long, as it says at the end of the, of the Chumash, that's 101 psukim, Kiminyan Michal, like the minion of Michal. And therefore, he explains like this 101 is the, the nister, the hester of the word Moshe. Because Moshe, we know there's the nigla of the word Moshe, which is Mem Shinhei, and there's the nister. There's what's, there's what's hidden. The Mem really is a, also has a Mem. Mem is a double Mem. The Shin is Shin Yud Nun. The hey is hey aleph. If you count up the hidden words, the hidden letters of the mem and the yud and the nun and the aleph, it comes out to 101. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, his, his goof is left out. But his panemius, his essence, is really hinted to in the Torah. And I thought to say that it's interesting that when we speak about this reflection on yud dalad other reason, and we're reminding ourselves that we'll be Kriyas Megillah in another month. So there's another, another Gavalik thing that we know that in the Megillah Sester, the Rabbanu Shalom's name is also not mentioned. His name is not mentioned. It looks just like a party. It looks like a political shenanigans. It looks like another Hitler Yamach in the form of a Haman. And all of a sudden, Mordechai and Esther are victorious. Everything was really constructed by who? By HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But a person that doesn't know it, you can just read it as a book. Like we're taking a look at the world today. It looks like a, some news, the events that took place. But really, HaKadosh Baruch was really orchestrating every single aspect of it. The, when it every time he says, HaMelech, there's always a remez to the Melech Malchi HaMelechim HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's so fascinating that the Rebbe Shalom is not mentioned in Megillah Sester. And his Meiser HaTorah, his Mechabal of the Torah, who was Meiser of the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu was also not mentioned in, in Parshazat at the Everyone asked the question that really, why is he not mentioned in, in a different parsha of the Torah? Why Dafkmat at the And another question is that when does he have this conversation with the Rabbeinu Shalom? Only next week's parsha in Parshas Kisisa. There he says, So I saw it brought down that really the Rabbeinu Shalom, after he said, the Rabbeinu Shalom didn't want to take Moshe Rabbeinu out of his book. He loved Moshe Rabbeinu. So he waited after Parshish Kisisa to Vayakil, Nipakude, and then Vayikra. He kept on pushing it off and pushing it off. Then all of a sudden he went through the entire cycle. And all of a sudden now, the last moment in Parshat the Tzavah, he said, Oh, you have to, have to fulfill what Moshe Rabbeinu asked. So he's going to remove him from this Pasuk. But I think there's a little bit more depth to it. The depth is, Rabbi Zayn, is that Moshe Rabbeinu is with us. And even though his goof is not with us, like we say, by Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu Lameis, Moshe Rabbeinu Lameis. Moshe Rabbeinu is with us. 
And Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that's going to, the schus of Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be that aspect that's going to take us out of the Golas. So as we sit here on this era of Shabbos Kodesh, and we reflect upon the days that we're in, and we recognize that the Rabbanu Shem is telling us, be besimcha, take a lachayim. And what's the simcha? The simcha is, leiv mishtetamid, toiv leiv mishtetamid, when a person learns mishnayis, when a person learns Torah when a person reflects upon what the Torah does for him. And we know that the Menorah had Sheish Kanim. The Sheish Kanim represent the Shisha Sidre Mishnah. And I saw brought down that the seventh Kanim, that means the major Kanim, which is in the middle, that represents the year Shemayim. When we take the Torah and the year Shemayim, then it's Leiv, it's Toiv Leiv Mishnah Tamid. We can be Besimcha. And that's also another aspect I saw brought down that really there's a dilemma. When a person comes to today, a person could say, well, you know what? It says that you have to have a Suda. On the other hand, if it's, not, it, it, it's a Suffolk if you have to have a Suda. So the Machmirim will say, if I have a Suda, and so Suda's Rishus, Suda's Rishus is not something which is a mitzvah. So why should I do it? On the other hand, if a person recognizes Tomid, that Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summer, we always place HaKadosh Baruch Hu in front of us constantly, and we do things of Hashem Shemayim, and we have Yir Shemayim. So then, when I sit here today and I say to myself, Oh, I have those that are Mekel, and I have those that are Machmir. And I'm doing it not just for the Chumrah, I'm doing it because the Rabbanu says that there is an Indian to be Mesameach on the other Rishon. Rabbi said, Other Rishon is with us. Other Rishon is also days of Simcha, because we have within the month of other, we have within the framework of the Yud Dalit and the Tesvav of these days, that we could take a L'chaim, and this is what we want to wish to everybody, L'chaim, 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 Toiv Leiv Mishtatomid, everyone should be B'Simcha, we should be Zorcha Degula Shlema, the Mayor of Yemen, wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.